Good morning. This morning we're still in the book of Matthews. We're going to look at the 27th chapter in the 32nd through maybe the 50th verse verses. And I want to talk about the crucifixion. Uh, the actual death of Jesus. This is one of the most emotional and grueling death ever recorded. There's no way that you can read this in the Bible, whether you read it in uh, Matthew, Mark, or Luke, or, or maybe allusions to it in John, there, there's no way you could read this and not become emotional. The Romans or the people that killed Jesus, Pilate, all of these, they would seem to have been very, very cruel, uncaring, unconcerned, uncompassionate people. But when we look at the scripture, we find that these men were under orders. They were carrying out prophetic scripture. It had already been predetermined. It had already been uh, prophesied. It had already been written about that these things would occur. Long before these men that actually did it were, were born, they, they weren't born in the world. Uh, Elijah and, and, and all of these prophets had already written and prophesied that these things would happen. The people that carried it out, they were not, they were not in existence. They were not in the world. So the universe is under a divine order from God that he has a plan and that plan will be carried out. Might not be carried out in your generation or with you yourself, but that divine plan of God will be carried out. And what happened to Jesus as cruel as it was, as uncompassionate as it was, it was already prophesied that it would come to pass. Judas' betrayal was already prophesied. These men were carrying out the prophecy of God. Now, one of the things we have to also remember is that we can trust God, we can also trust the scripture because the scripture says God cannot lie. So whatever God has proposed to come about or prophesied to come about, it will come about. Maybe not in your generation, but it will. Now, to look here at this scriptures, 
the 27th chapter in the beginning at the 32nd verse i don't i don't i don't want you to deal with the emotional issues here because all of us can deal with emotions and emotions will make you cry or bring tears to your eyes and you would say why but there are other issues here like the truth of God's plan. What is God plan for our lives? Um, we live in a day where a lot of cruel things are happening. And we wonder, you know, why? How come? Why me, God? But if we search the word, we'll find that it has already predicted and prophesied that all these things must come to pass. And our fussing about it, uh, even our praying about it, don't seem like it will change a whole bunch. Because it's got to come to pass. got to come to pass in our lives. Um, if you notice, Jesus went through a number of changes. He went through a lot of depression. He went through a lot of, why me, Lord? Uh, he went through the question of why God had forsaken him. Um, he cried out from the pain that he was suffering. But we don't find God giving him any relief until the act was carried out and he actually died. Um, crucifixion was a, a death that lasted over a period of time. Uh, they nailed a person to that cross and there was the splendors from the cross that got embedded in the body. There was the nails that were drilled into the flesh that attached the body to the cross. Uh, there was the sun and the heat from the day that caused the uh, suffocation, the cramps in the body and the, you know, muscles. There was the stripping of Jesus down to nakedness and uh, the casting of lots for his garments. Uh, it, it was just a very difficult and evil time. But it was carried out. And it was necessary. And I think the hardest thing for me to digest was that this was God's only son. And to watch your son go through our crucifixion. I mean, can you imagine the stress level? Also, can you imagine Mary and what Mary actually went through as a mother? Very, very difficult. Very, very difficult. But anyway, at the 32nd verse, it reads, and... Sinners kind of start out with an and. 
And as they came out, they found a man of Cyrenia, Simon by name. Him they compelled to bear his cross. This was a, a man, um, and the Bible specifically lets us know it was a black man, and um, name was Simon. We'll find in the book of Mark, Mark actually wrote a letter to his family. Um, Paul wrote a letter to his family and also talked about him becoming a Christian or his salvation um, because he was pulled into service to uh, carry Jesus' cross. But the cross was so heavy until it, Jesus was not able to carry the cross. He, he had lost strength. So they found Simon and pressed him in the service to help Jesus uh, carry this cross. And when they were coming to a place called Golgotha, this is to say a place of skull. This is where the, this was a site or the hill where the crucifixion took place, uh, where they actually put the cross in the ground and uh, nailed you up to the cross and waited three days for you to die. They gave him vinegar to drink, mingled with gall. And when he had tasted thereof, he would not drink. Vinegar uh, with gall was uh, a bitter drink. Uh, it was um, an intoxicating drink. And oftentimes the, they would give them that drink because it would take their mind off the, the pain that they were enduring. But Jesus, when he was given this drink, actually refused to, to drink it. And they crucified him and parted his garment casting lot that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet. Now here, when they crucified a man, all of his personal possessions and property actually became the property of the soldiers that did the crucifixion. That was extra money for them from the crucifixion. That was a unique thing about Jesus and that Jesus wore a robe that did not have any seams in it so they did not want to cut the robe up uh, so they drew lots uh, and gambled uh, for the robe it was quite an expensive robe and sitting down they watched him there and this was in my opinion one of the I guess amazing thing was to just sit there and watch a man die on the cross. To just listen to the moans and groans and watch him die. And set up over his head his accusation written. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then were there two thieves with him, one on the right hand, another on the left. And they that passed by reviled him, 
wagging their head and saying, Thou that destroyeth the temple and buildeth it in three days, save thyself. If thou be the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief priests mocked him, which scribes and elders said, He saved others, himself he cannot save. If he be king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross and we will believe him. It's amazing how even the people that a few days earlier had put palm leaves in front of Jesus for him to walk on coming into the city. Now they mocked him. They made fun of him. It's no different than things that's happening in the world today. A man can be on top of the world tomorrow, make one mistake, one error, and all of a sudden, rather than forgive that person, and some things are unforgivable, I understand that. Uh, some, some things it takes time to be forgiven for. I can understand that. But it's amazing how quickly we can fall. And especially with social media and the news reporting. There's, I grew up under a doctrine in this country of innocent until proven guilty. But now it's guilty until proven innocent. Uh, and even when we are proven innocent, many times we would have lost our social status, sometimes lost our fortune. Uh, sometimes we've just lost our license to do business. We There's just so many things that we lose in our efforts to prove that we're not guilty of something that we've been accused of. So here, even if Jesus had came down off the cross, it's questionable whether or not they would believe him or followed him or they would have found something else. Maybe said that he committed witchcraft or trickery or something to get down off the cross. But all of the miracles that he had performed now became negative things. The positive things that he had performed became negative things. And we live in a society where a person can do a thousand positive things, one negative thing, and we will remember that person for the negative things and easily forget the thousand positive things. But Jesus, it says here, he saved others. Himself he cannot save. And, and there's a reason he was under divine authority. This had to have happened. He could not have saved himself if he wanted to, and certainly we know that he wanted to, but he could not have done it. 
This was out of his hands. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now. If he will have him, for he said, I am the son of God. The thieves also, which was crucified with him, cast the same in their teeth. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabata. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Some of them that stood there, when they heard that, said, this man calleth for Elijah. And straightway one of them ran and took a sponge, filled it with vinegar, and put it on a reed and gave it him to drink. The rest said, let be, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. He died. He simply died. Elijah never came, but there was nothing in the prophecy that said Elijah would come. This was a cruel death. These were cruel men that carried out this death. But it was a necessary death. And it was a death that was ordered by God. Prophesied by the prophets of old. But when we look at our world today, those same men exist today with that same attitude, with that same lack of compassion. But God has ordained it to be so. Where we are blessed at is that God has also ordained it that all men should be saved. And it's not his wish that any should be lost. So our job is to constantly spread the gospel, constantly teach, constantly preach, constantly tell people Jesus is the way. For he said, I am the door. And we must go through that door to get to God. Amen. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, make us a doorway so that men may see your light shining through us. So as we enter that gate, others will follow. Bless us now. Forgive us now. Strengthen us now. Create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us it right now in Jesus name
Amen and amen.